Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anybody that might be listening. My name is Mike and that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 years and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. How the fuck are you? I'm here. Yeah, I have everyone to know this is going to be sort of a truncated episode. I apologies. I and I don't know how you feel, Lawson. I'm very curious to hear. And we try and stay away from politics, even though it's going to be a very political episode today. You'll hear why. Um, but uh, I am so excited about think, this debate. I I don't think we stay away from it. I just feel like it. It's not like a major part of either of our lives, and that's why we don't talk about it much. But. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't think we like steer clear, do we? I mean, we agree. No, no, I no, I think I think we I think you know what I'm talking about specifically is you and I have had conversations that we don't want to like dwell too much on depressing things, and this is supposed to be like a a a, a, a getaway for people, a, a place of solace, you know. But uh, but so I'm so excited about this debate. The Demo- the or I almost said the Democratic debate. The um presidential debate is tonight. Um, it yeah. starts in a little bit, so we're gonna wrap this up because we're both gonna go watch. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoke some some weed and watch. Oh, that's so funny, Lawson. I'm gonna drink alcohol and watch. I I mean, it's not something you should do sober. Yeah, right? I think you're right. I think that's a decent point. Yeah. So- uh, how are you? What's what stories do you have for me? Oh yeah, I called Lawson yesterday and I said I have a story. Why did I call you though and tell you? Okay, I'm gonna move the time. Um, so I was, I was actually even worried yesterday, not worried, but it was on my mind yesterday. Like, fuck, I don't know what story. I don't leave the fucking house. One of the stories I'm going to tell, you know, like Jay Ellis and John Paul and Jay Ellis's boyfriend came over on Sunday and I'll talk about that a little bit in a bit. But uh, apart from that, nothing really happened, you know, uh, for those of you who don't, uh, subscribe to this Joe Batanz and pay extra money to hear me talk even more about myself. I, uh, uh, I just today did my car registration thing go through. So I've actually not even been able to drive because my car tags were expired. Yeah. And we'd be uh, driving dirty as they call it. Yeah. I'd be driving dirty. And so, uh, I, so the days blended together even more. There was barely even a change of scenery. And, uh, and so I was yesterday, it was on my mind a little bit like, oh, well, I'll, I was, hey, look, at this point, we've been doing this for almost eight years, seven and a half years, you know? So by this point, I'm like, fuck it, we'll figure it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, it was on my mind, though. What am I going to talk about? We'll do it live. Let's, what is it? The Bill O'Reilly? Yeah, yeah. Freak out. We're doing it live. Yeah. And going about my day, and Aiden was supposed to call me at 6 p.m. as when he was getting off work. Boyfriend of the show. Boyfriend of the show, Aiden Deem. Um, oh, by the way, did you see that they, Disneyland laid off like 28,000 yeah. people or something like that? Or maybe more. I don't yeah. even know. Like a ton of people. 28,000 and 67% of that are part-timers. Holy so it's shit. like a lot of part-time employees. Yeah. So anyway, 
Um, but how are they doing it in Disney World? Because Disneyland makes sense. It's closed. But Taylor was just at this Disney World. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, they're laying off 28,000 people. That doesn't, they employ a lot of people. That's true. You know what I mean, that's like the number of people that work at the, the store that at the exit of the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'll go about my day waiting for Aiden to call at six. And, um, I was in a funny text message thread with my, um, some friends from high school. And you remember that, um, that app draw something it was like all the rage six years ago yeah. or something mercedes and i would play it all the time and we got onto this kick where we were just so tired of it but we still didn't want to give up so no matter what the prompt was we would just draw the same picture okay and so i want i thought i had screenshot it so i was going through i had to go back five or six years i was going through those pictures and trying to find that picture in trying to find that picture, I came across all these old pictures. Uh, one of, you know, a few of them were actually, I still haven't gotten the answer. These photos I was saying to Sweet Michael of like funny photos I was drawing on them. And so I actually downloaded those and I sent them a text message saying, Hey, do you remember what these jokes were? I, these jokes ring no bell to me because it to Michael, like, like, a, like a, almost like a two Wong Fu kind of thing. But I don't know what the, there, there was a joke and I didn't know what the joke meant. But then also on there was a picture of a painting. Like it's, I think it's like an oil painting that Cameron had bought at a yard sale. Like, gosh, you know, over five or six years ago, you know. And it's a weird painting, and I found it very amusing. He did too. That's why he bought it. Of like just a random old lady holding her poodle in like some sort of like pastoral scene, you know. And it's just super yeah. random and weird. Can we pause for one one brief second? Yeah, go ahead. I've got a shit memory, and I forgot that Cameron was involved in this story. Uh-huh. I just remember you had a good you had a story that I was like looking forward to, so I was like excited to do this episode. Yeah, and now all of a sudden you said Cameron. I was like, oh yeah, it's a Cameron story. Oh yes, yes it is. And uh, but uh, so anyway, oh yes it is, Mike Lawson. Yes it is. So, uh, so. I sent him that picture. So I did nothing attached to it, not no words, just the picture. You and sent it to Cameron. To Cameron. You know, it's a funny picture. And he writes back was and he was like intention like you would thought you thought, "Oh, I should send this to make him feel good." Yeah, it's just like, a funny oh, picture oh, like we I don't, I don't know what happened to the painting. The last time I saw it was 5 or 6 years ago, right? But I came across it and thought, "Oh, it's kind of funny. Remember this picture?" You know? Cuz to me the picture grew hair in age 20 years. <laughs> I was dating the picture. Um, <laughs> I was saying like Cameron. I know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, so I sent the picture and he writes back, you know, pretty quickly like, uh, yeah, it's still hanging on my wall, you know? And I was like, oh, cool. Good to hear. I go. And I, and I, I did the sort of like, I think this is a polite way of saying, like, end of conversation, where I was just like, good to hear, hope you're well, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he writes back, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I know I haven't talked to you in a while, but uh, honestly, I'm kind of over the whole Joe Batanz thing. Uh, you know, I, I care a lot about you, Joe, but don't ever fucking ask me for a dick pic again. And I look at the that. Last time you've asked for a dick pic. I've actually technically never asked him for a dick pic. But I, I, I looked at that and I go, there was a part of me that thought, 
did he send this to the wrong person? Because I've never asked him for a dick pic. And I looked, but no, he literally said the name Joe in there. You know? Joe, don't ever ask me for a dick pic again. I so, mean... Yeah. Is that a joke? Like, is he... Is that, like, a jokey way of saying, no. like... I could tell it wasn't a joke. So uh, I write, what? what? Question that? mark? Like, a million question marks? I And I wrote, like, emphasis. I have never asked you for a dick pic. I don't even know what yeah. I go. I think you're drug. You're you're you hit too much acid or something, right? Mm-hmm. And he writes back, "Fuck off." Okay, I'll bite. Your OnlyFans suggestion. And I'm going to tell you what that conversation was, and we can have a conversation about it. I've talked about this in detail with pretty much everybody, and I'll tell you what they said too. But, and I don't want to give names away, even though Lawson, I think you might know who they are. And not to pimp the This Joe Batanz tier, I tell, I say exactly who it is on This Joe Batanz, right? But there are people that I know who, in the early days of the pandemic, uh, were toying with the idea of going on OnlyFans as a way to make some money. Sure. And I and I remember Cameron and I probably one of the last conversations we had uh, talked about that, and he had never heard of OnlyFans, and so I said, you know, Sweet Michael had told me, and I didn't know this. I'm not a young gay, but Sweet Michael had said, oh yeah, OnlyFans is the new gig economy for the young gays, yeah. you know. And I told him that Sweet Michael said that, and he went, do is it only for gay guys? And I went. Oh no, I go, no, no, there's a ton of straight people and straight women and the straight guys who perform for gay guys. I go, no, 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 it's, everyone's doing it, you know? And he went, and he remember, I remember distinctly he went, huh, right? And as far as I remember, that's the end of the conversation, right? Sure. Somehow. I mean, who cares if it isn't? Like, you're still, you didn't ask him for yeah, a dick pic, even yeah. if you suggested he start one or you know yeah, what i mean like this, yes. there's a lot of room for yeah. you still yeah I, and i talked about that with carlo today like and i and i, I don't remember this but i could have seen because there was a time where cameron wanted to be a porn actor and be, i mean i know it sounds funny when people say that but no he seriously considered break trying to break into porn you know and so i mean i don't remember this but i could see myself saying like hey do it you know you wanted to break into porn you know great way to make extra money that's the most it would have been. And so, uh, and so, but at that moment, though, we're going to talk about this in a second. I got really upset. I, I wrote him a long text message and I said that, you know, I've never done that. That is uncalled for. You're crazy. I, I did say, this is why you live alone in a cabin and shit in a pot. Did, you, did I mention that on the show? Not the shitting part, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. He lives in a cabin on someone's property, but there's no running water in the cabin, so he shits in a bucket? Yeah. I mean, it's gross. Yeah. And I will say, I did the one smart thing I did is I did call Sweet Michael as I wrote this mean text message back, right? Good. And he had me, he did have me delete some comments. He goes, I think, you, I think you went hard enough. Okay, stop. Because I was like, I don't know if I mentioned on the show, did I mention on the show that he was super puzzled why he was carded for alcohol. You know? So I had originally written. And by the way, you got carded because you look 40. Right? 
And Michael was like, I don't think you need to say that. I don't think you need to say you look like a cigarette that came to life. You know? <laughs> I uh, think, um, I mean, so like the intention of being mean or kind of like snapping back is like, you want to continue this fight or? No, I think I wanted to hurt because it really hurt me. And I'll tell you why. Because it's something I, I've definitely gone over chapter and verse with people. And I want to get your way. Is I have this. It's actually a conversation I've had with Aiden before. Well, a long time ago, though. I have this uh, really deep fear, I guess is the best way to put it, of coming off as creepy. Sure. So he really struck me where it hurts. Like, that's a really vulnerable place for me, you know? And so it really shook me uh, to the core. I was really, really, really upset. And in fact, I did write a few hours later, I'd calmed down by this point. Uh, I, and I told him in the text message, I'm blocking you because I just don't want to engage in this conversation. This is just out of this line of what's going on. But I did write him an Instagram message that was very more reasonable, but still angry where I told him, I go, I, I, I've never said this before in my life, but I am owed an apology here. This was so uncalled for. This accu, this baseless accusation was so uncalled for. And I, as I was telling Carla, maybe you agree, is even if, even if it were true, or even, no, no, I'll even say this, going with the whole believe him thing, right? And let's say he interpreted what I said as me directly asking for a dick pic, right? The way he went about bringing it up to me was so inappropriate. Like, to me, if we're really friends and all this, you know, we go on this whole thing about our cosmic friendship or something, right? I would think that either he would write me an email, send me a text message, or call me and say, listen, you and I had a conversation that made me feel very uncomfortable, and this is how I interpreted it. I feel like I'm at least owed that, not a fuck off, this is what you did. I don't know how you feel about that, but... Yeah, there's like an interpretation to his text, which admittedly I've never seen. Yeah. But like, mm -hmm. there's an interpretation that I feel like he could, not that he is trying to say that this is what he meant, but could he, I feel like there's a interpretation that in that he could have meant just like he's done with the kind of like romantic sort of like sex side of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the way he phrased it was, stop asking for dick pics or something, but he didn't mean like literally stop begging me for dick pics. He just meant kind of like that is done. I still like you. Didn't he say, you said he said something like that, but yeah, but then he said, I'm done. I'm done with Joe for now. In that same conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, mean, I, I think feel like ahead. I would, the done with Joe for now, like, okay, Joe, maybe you should be done with Cameron for now too then. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Next oh, time you're oh. tempted to send a photo or oh, yeah. a gift mm -hmm. or drop something at his grandma's mm -hmm. house, just don't do it. Oh, no. Well, no, 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 no. Because this is the first time I've ever been like angry, actually. You know what I think it was? If I'm going to do armchair psychology is I think it's bothered him that he was in a romantic gay relationship with a gay man. 
And I think he sees it as he's evolved as a threat to his masculinity. And he can't, de- he can't deny the romance part of it, but he wants to find a way to frame it. If you remember, his first contact with me was calling me and yelling at me because when we were dating, I, in- I asked that we hold hands. Or as Michael jokingly says it, when you molested Cameron by asking him to hold hands. And I think Look. he was looking for that opening to shift the blame on me so that on his narrative, when he tells friends, it's like, oh, I was involved with this creepy guy who, you know, did the X, Y, Z. You could be right, but also you could be wrong. And yeah. I think that it shouldn't really matter if you're yeah. right or wrong, because, like, let's just get over it. Oh, yeah. I agree it. with you. Like, I agree with you. Whatever's going on in his head is really just, like in his head and his problem to deal with. I agree with you. So like he's just consumed the, how much of your headspace in the last couple of days, you know, but you know, everything that happened yesterday is a testament to that one. The first person I called was sweet Michael because sweet Michael knows him. Okay. And sweet Michael is also great in those situations because sweet Michael is one of those, like he doesn't need to know the situation. He's on your team and fuck whoever you're mad at. Right. Sure, sure. So, but it helped that he knew him. So he's like, oh, fuck Cameron, right? And then he, he was there when I wrote the text message. And so he's there for that. Great. You want a cheerleader at that moment. So I talked to Sweet Michael. Done. Then I call Adam Vaught. Adam Vaught is great for being the emotionless robot <laughs> Mr. Spock, right? He's not emotionless. He's just logical before he's emotion. Yeah. No. So at the end, he was very quiet. And I said, I told him the whole story. And I said, I think you'll probably agree with this. I said, what are your thoughts? And he was, he took a moment and he said, I feel like if someone asked me, oh, what's up with Joe? I would say, uh, Joe's just upset because his crazy friend did something crazy. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And actually sent me a, a, a funny tweet today. He goes and, and tagged it with, um, me when you tell me Cameron did something crazy. And this tweet is actually about Donald Trump, but he goes, are you telling me the guy who cheated to get into college and cheated to get out of Vietnam and cheated on his wives and cheated at golf and cheated students at his scam university and cheated donors to his fake charity has been cheating on his taxes? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And I think that's very apropos. So that's what Adam did. Uh, God bless Lori Roggenkamp. She was the conspiracy one. What was uh, her theory? Her theory was that he was she, he was trying to frame me to get me arrested, uh, and and sort of trying to frame me into admitting guilt. Which I told her uh, he's twenty seven years old, and it's not against the law to ask someone for dick pics if it were true. <laughs> like, sure. So I don't know. He go ahead, go to the police. <laughs> All right. Does she maybe mean not the police, but just frame you to kind of be so that he would like turn this around into something where he would try to defame you, not necessarily yeah. turn you into a criminal? But... Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. But uh, uh, and then uh, finally, and this was what I needed the most. Uh, Aiden was just wonderful. And Aiden, and I'm not going to get all too sappy and stuff like that, but he was, you know, the person you romantically involved with, you want them to be that comfort food, warm blanket that, you know, that the chicken soup for the soul, so to speak. And, uh, he was just amazing at that, at being like, fuck Cameron, you have me kind of thing, you know? And it's true. You know, it's, I have someone 
who loves me for who I am inside, also is attracted to me on the outside, and is everything that I've so far, you know, what, it, let me rephrase. This is the kind of gay relationship I should be involved with. Granted, he should be about 20 years older. Okay. But look, nobody's perfect. To quote some like it hot. And well, uh, Aiden will be in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden will be when I tell people who will never meet him. Hey, wait. Can we take a, a step back for sure. a second? And sure. I kind of want to be done with Cameron forever. Oh, yeah. I oh, yes. That we might be. Mm-hmm. But you know how some people like freeze a credit card mm-hmm. like in ice? Yeah. So then if they need to use it, they can, but they have to like thaw it out, mm-hmm. literally thaw it out. Sure. Can we kind of make some sort of arrangement? There's like unless he calls you and says like I'm about to die. Mm-hmm. Can you help me? But I feel like even then, like, no, like, can you just put Cameron in ice and like never contact him again until you allow it to thaw out by like talking to two or three people? Here's the great thing. And I think talking to him this time, I, I will agree to that. I will agree to it because it's an easy ask because okay. and and I know it's hard for people to understand because you only hear what I tell you and you hear these events and stuff like that. But I know what's in my heart, and I can tell you, and this was the case even when we were friends, it was why I was so, you know, one of the things I talked about was, um, is, what's so funny is in this go-round of this quote-unquote friendship, oh. Kurt is ready. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, in, in, uh, this is what I have to deal with. Even though I said I am doing a podcast at five, she's she's going to come up here. She's going to come up here and, and yell at me that dinner's ready. Okay. Uh, even so, anyway, so I um, I was very conscious on this go round. Okay. That uh, I didn't want him to even have a a whiff. Of thinking that I was romantically interested or sexually interested in him. Okay. But you have in the past contacts with him. Then yeah. you're saying this yeah, yeah, one's yeah. different because? Because I don't. And so I was very careful in my conversations to watch my language with him. And so I think that was one of the reasons I was so frustrated was that I... uh I, I really hope Betty comes in and yells. I think that'll be the greatest thing that ever happens on this show. Um, and I won't even say anything. I'll just stare at her and let her yell. Because uh, then people can hear what I have to deal with. Uh, I was so careful. I didn't want to give any sort of whiff of uh, that. So I was so careful in my language. So when he accused me of this, it was, oh, even though I was careful... It still he, it still came to bite me in the ass. So, I I just I just don't care about him. Okay, I promise. Good. Okay, good. And if you just promise to also, I mean, like in a weird way, like an addiction, right? Like you can have the all the best intentions, but then when the moment comes, 
if you don't have like a solid plan, like I will not contact him until I've talked to two people, mm-hmm. then you just don't do it. Like don't, yeah. well, even if it's just one word or like a thumbs up reaction or like, just don't contact him. No, I have no do desire you, to contact him. I didn't say that though. I'm saying like, yeah. I know you don't have any desire right now to contact him. I'm saying, yeah, like, I see if what you're you saying. do get a desire to contact yes. him, you will talk to two people. I was, uh, yeah, like freezing the credit card nice. And there's no way, like, there's no reason, like, it's, there, it will never be, like, life or death. Mm-hmm. And if he's calling you because he's in a life or death situation, then, mm-hmm. you know, you I can't imagine you'd be first on his list. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, he better. So. I, well, no, don't, don't. I don't remember we talked about in this show. There was one time where we had a conversation about his list of friends, and he listed me and Sweet Michael as, like, number, like, there was, like, four people, and me and Sweet, Sweet Michael, he hasn't talked to Sweet Michael in five years. <laughs> It's like that awkward bridesmaid from the office that just gets invited because the woman wanted to invite the other two girls from the office. I remember. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I remember when Andela Pena got married. Um, Mercedes and I hung out with the bridesmaid and her husband. And uh, we hung out with them after the wedding. We went around San Francisco. And they were like, um, uh, she was like, I haven't seen her since college. I don't know why she asked me to be her bridesmaid, her maid of honor. I'm sorry, her maid of honor. <laughs> yeah, it was super, super I w- weird. I was a bridesmaid at a friend's wedding oh, not you were? too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, well, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I mean, we were close. We we And we are close. Mm-hmm. But she, uh, the night before she gave speeches at like the rehearsal dinner and she mm-hmm. was like, each person in the bridal party got like a speech, like this is what you meant to me in our history and everything. And it was like, mm-hmm. I met you when I was two and <laughs> other people was like, you know, my only cousin, we were like sisters growing up because, yeah. you know, dealing with your mom's cancer mm-hmm. and all these stories. And then it was like, and Mike, and I was literally last too. And it was like, Mike, thanks for being a friend. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you yeah. your thought. So I have a friend named Landy who sometimes listens to Catching Up, but sure. she's not a pa- Patreon, so I don't think she'll hear this, but mm-hmm. this is kind of about her. Um, she lives a little bit north of me, and I haven't been able to see her in a while because I haven't had a car. So um, now that I've had a car, she hit me up and she was like, hey, you should come come up and see me. It's been two weeks how that you've had a car. How have you not come up yet? Mm-hmm. And so I responded and said, like, you know what? She's also, like, kind of, like, sick. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, she is? Like, she goes to di- – well, she goes to, like, dialysis and stuff. So, like, nothing I would catch. But, like, she is kind of homebound a little bit. So I was like, okay. I mean, she could go to a restaurant or something like that. But, like, nothing's open. You know, it's COVID times, right? Mm-hmm. So – I said, you know what? Like, when's a good time? Maybe I could come up and we could do lunch in your backyard or something. Mm-hmm. I could bring the food and we could eat lunch in your backyard. Yeah. And she responded and told me that there's like some sort of construction project that her husband does these things. Mm-hmm. And she was like, there's a project in the, the yard. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't do anything at my house. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't responded then. Cause I was like, the fuck are you implying we do then? Yeah. Like, we, I, she can't go for a walk. It's not like I'm going to go up and we're going to walk around her neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting, she's not getting in my car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you go to so a park? I'm just kind of like, 
how though? She doesn't drive. Like, oh, that's right. Me, meet you there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm what are you just really what are you, perplexed at kind of like what I'm supposed to do, or even you, just how to respond. What do you think? What What if you had to guess? What do you think it is? I think that she doesn't care so much about the COVID stuff, and mm-hmm. either A wants to invite me into her house, oh. or B. Or B wants me to pick her up in us to go somewhere. Uh-huh. And hmm. A and B sound awful. Awful, 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 awful. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm just going to leave it as is right now because she said, like, I said backyard and she said that's not an option. So I'm just not going to respond until she says something else. Oh, why do you think backyard is not an option? Oh, because uh, she she explained why. There's oh. a good reason why. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, see, I'm. I think, and I know how you are, and I'm. You're more like this than I am. I would almost not respond because I'd hope she would just forget or just it wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I'm going right now. But usually, what happens um, in those cases, like, what time? When are you supposed to hang out again? What day? We don't. We didn't have a date. We were oh, okay, 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 okay. Because like, if it's if there's a set time already, it's like a Sunday at four. At like, you're like, oh, I'm home free at three thirty, and she's like, three forty five. <laughs> she's like, see ya, see ya soon. And you're like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> she lives in Vallejo, so I would have to like plan to go drive and meet her. It's not like you know. I mean, like a half an hour drive. It's not super far, but it's like. Mm-hmm. I don't know you showing up in Riverside or something. Like, yeah, it would be a plan, a planned event. Yeah, I also there was a weird. No, I'm I'm done with that. Um, trying to think if I had any other stories for you. How are you and Rishi? Like, so she good. Um, we're hanging out. Oh, a look lot. at it. Right. Some second announcement. We're eating dinner. This is what I live with, Mike Lawson. Did she do it over the speaker? No, it's over Alexa. Hold on, let me make yeah. an announcement. Just say, be nice, Joe. Echo, make an announcement. What's the announcement? I love you. Say I love you at the end. I love you. I am recording a podcast until six. That was perfect. Announcing. I love you. I am recording a podcast until six. You're still kind of a dick for that. Well, I mean, of your tone, because of the tone, Lawson. I've told them multiple times today. You know, I could understand if it was a, it was a text message. I think it would have been perfect. I sent her a text message, <laughs> but she obviously didn't see I lo- it. I love you, and I'm recording a podcast till six. Is perfect though. But that's the thing is, I could see. Okay, here's the deal. Can I, I, who knows if she's on her phone? She doesn't hear me. But I mentioned it several times today. But just. An hour and a half ago, my my dad has a joke because I need to go to somewhere to get my stuff framed and I can't drive. Yeah. So um, the Lowe's is right next to this place. And so my dad goes, oh, okay, we're going. And I said, oh, where are you going? He's like, oh, Lowe's. And I go, oh, wait, I, I, I have a podcast at five. I can't go. And he goes, I'm just kidding. And he even said, oh, we're not going to make it by five. We're not going to make it back by five. Sorry. And then I said, oh, okay. And then he goes, we're just kidding. We're just going to the supermarket really fast. And then left. So right now, if they're having dinner, my dad should say, oh, you know what? He said he's recording a podcast at five. I just had this conversation with him. 
Do you have any like um what are we calling these like recommendation things? Oh, um have I recommend this is such a basic recommendation actually. Mine is too. On have I rec- have I recommended the stuff on the HBO Max the uh, Miyazaki films? No. Oh, okay. Guys, HBO Go no longer exists. Now there's HBO Max and they have different stuff, okay? Oh. And one of them, they have all the Miyazaki films. And I had never seen them, not because I didn't want to, but I didn't want to pay rent for them, but like they're kind of hard to find. And now they're all in one place at HBO Max. I've been catching up on them. I, I want to point out one in specifically. Have you seen The Spirited Away, Mike Lawson? No. Oh my God. What a fucking gorgeous, wonderful film it is. Spirited away. I mean, I, and I know it's like saying, like, uh, have you ever seen Gone with the Wind? <laughs> you know, or, something like that? or like, have you ever seen uh, Citizen Kane? You know, I know it's that highly regarded for animated films, but it is so fucking beautiful and so worth the hype and so good. So, Spirited Away is my uh, my uh, pop okay. culture recommendation for the uh, episode. Mine, mine is available on an app called Peacock. Have you heard of oh, this? I heard of it. I haven't signed up for it. Should I? Well, here's the thing. You can sign up for free, like mm-hmm. no credit card required, and mm-hmm. there's commercials. Okay. And then some content is premium only. So as you're browsing, if you see there's some things that you want, maybe mm-hmm. sign up. But there's not a lot of stuff that I think would require sign up. I f- went on it because the movie Beetlejuice is on it, and okay. I wanted to see it. I didn't pay for it. I just sat. I watched it with commercials, which wasn't a big deal, you know, like commercials for like psoriasis and like chronic heartburn and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you actually inspired me to watch it because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I love Catherine O'Hara and okay. um, it came up in a conversation we had on the Shady Pines podcast with Jay Ellis. Uh-huh. And so I seeked it out and found it. So I think you guys should watch it. If you haven't seen it since you were a kid like me, um, you'll, rem- you'll, you'll see it's like a pretty solid story it's fun and what is it it's worth worth checking out beetlejuice oh, that, oh, oh 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 i thought you meant like oh beetle i i, I just thought like oh beetlejuice on in the commercials and now here's one t- oh okay oh i have it oh that's right because we were talking about um the banana boat song on a shady pines episode yeah. oh so be- yeah I, i've been wanting me to watch beetlejuice and hot ass alec baldwin uh on because he's really hot in it right yeah, he he's pretty handsome. I um I I was impressed by um what's his name? Michael um Oh Keaton. Uh, Keaton. I wasn't really impressed by Michael Keaton actually. Mm-hmm. Not that he was hot as Beetlejuice, but like I don't know. I he can act. Like he yeah, he's yeah. much I don't know, sillier than I thought he could be. Mm-hmm. Um it was good. Beetlejuice on Peacock. All right. Well, look, it's getting close to six. Why don't we call it a day there? Because God forbid Betty wait another second for me to eat dinner. Um, nice to her. But, uh, God forbid she be pushy about this dinner she got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's wish Joe Biden the best. Um, I'm actually excited about this. Adam Vaught is very, very nervous about this. Well, but- it's like a sport. It's like your team at is 
playing the sports game, you know, and mm-hmm. it's the big game and or it's a big game in the series and you're just worried about yeah. it. Yeah. I think Adam Yeah, Adam operates from the from the position of never underestimate the Democrats' ability to fuck things up. Yeah. Whereas I think Biden has a pretty smart team. He's very comfortably ahead in the polls in most places, and all he has to do is not fuck up, so to speak. Right. So I'm I'm actually pretty confident he can do that. So um all right. Okay. Let's go well, to this. It was nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Okay, bye. for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson and follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week.